Hello everybody and welcome to Saints Radio. And we are very happy to come to you on this beautiful day in the month of August. And um, I am particularly happy that we have had no problems with the equipment. And it, we wouldn't have problems with the equipment. It's just the programming. And um, uh, I remember so many times when <clears throat> you, you purchase a new ele- piece of electronic equipment and it takes you a while to figure it out, especially the more complicated the machine is, the more challenges you may incur until you learn how to do it. So, But I am very grateful that we don't have any problems today, aren't you? Amen. Amen, yes. Amen, yes. Amen, yes. Yes and amen. <laughs> Aren't you glad in the Bible it didn't stay in, instead of uh, yes and amen, it was yes and indeedy? <laughs> or you betcha? <laughs> <laughs> is you betcha in the Bible? You know, do you know what you betcha is in the, in the Hebrew? It's the right hand. <laughs> so when you say you betcha at the end of a prayer... That's what you really mean. <laughs> you know, it's so funny to me to to study these languages. And and I always try to do my due diligence to to know how to pronounce the Hebrew or the Greek words if I'm going to speak or whatever. <laughs> and inevitably, like the other like Sunday morning I I was going to speak on that word for understanding which to me is a pretty deep teaching or a pretty deep understanding. And and so you kind of kind of wish that the translation of the word was something that sounded somewhat sophisticated. So when I clicked on it right before I came to the church and the guy says bean. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Bean. Well, at least he didn't say it like Mr. Bean says. <laughs> bean. <laughs> I yeah. know. I remember. I, I'll be. I don't know what Noah feels about these ancient language courses he's had to take, but Hebrew, I just kind of endured. And and our teacher would say, if you're going to pronounce any of these words, I know this is sacrilegious, but you need to do it with a whole mouthful of spit, <laughs> because you always have to, you know, that's the way you have to speak that. And Greek was a whole lot easier to me because it was more our mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Latin languages all came out from that. And so much of our linguistics, it's like big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. Tell me any word and I'll show you. Remember that the old man would say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me any word and I'll tell you how it came from the Greek. Mm-hmm. And he had his bottle of Windex, and he'd spray it on everything. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's kind of like, though, trying to pronounce the heavenly language of French. I just give up because I just am never going to do it right. As long as I understand what the words mean, I'm never going to do it right. Well, it's just interesting how words in the different languages translate different and how... I mean, the word for bean for us is just kind of a silly word for a a bean. A bean. And uh, how that could, I mean, that could be a word that is significant in many, I mean, many different ways. It's just, it's just, a, it's just, it's just interesting. Yeah, that that was a timely uh, teaching you did, and and uh, you know that that really was. It's really good for us to remember that that's the root of being a son. To really pay attention and to understand what you're supposed to be as a son and how you're supposed to represent what your family lineage is from God. And that should be the mandate of your understanding. And then you link that over with the New Testament, what we were talking about regarding phroneo and friend, 
and how our understanding comes from us submitting the neck in commune with the Heavenly Father. And as we breathe in Him, then we come away with His perspective and His understanding. It's mm -hmm. not by might or by power, but by His Spirit. And so you combine those two things, and that's really what God is reminding us of as He's talking about being gatekeepers and being captains and yeah because I it, it's always a gem when you're studying something like that and and there's there's reference to it in the New Testament in the Greek referencing the prophets that spoke these things and to find that gem of what the Greek trans you know what the Greek translation is and how the Lord used it in the New Testament and it was interesting because I studied for like three days and I had three full studies. Um, one was the Hebrew for being. The other was the Greek word for understanding, which is this, which translated into the Greek, which is the word for understanding that was used in the scripture that you referenced about the parables, where he speaks about they'll see and they won't not understand, perceive and they'll hear and they won't understand. And that's the same, that's that same word. And uh, that's a whole nother teaching, but <clears throat> it's just, that's always such a, a gift when you can cross-reference Hebrew, the Old and the New Testament, because you look, you know, so many people struggle with heavy teaching in the Old Covenant and in the Hebrew, and they say, well, where's, where's the grace? Where's, where's the cross in this? Where's, where's, where is this in the New Covenant? How does this translate for us today? I just so strongly believe that the principles that we find in in the Old Covenant, there's so much life in them. And so when you find that, that translation in the New Covenant for the, the principle of what you're trying to bring, it's just, it really is like a treasure. So Yeah, yeah you know, it, it's really, <clears throat> it's very interesting because so many times when we talk about the things that entail our responsibility it's almost like one of the first red flags that people throw up is that business about what you just said mm -hmm. so we're oh we just want to talk about the love of God we mm -hmm. want to talk about how grace. good he's it's been we're under grace yeah and, and <clears throat> which we are yeah but but you know what is failed grace how do you fail in grace? Does that mean, now we know what it means, but does that mean you don't take advantage of it? Or does that really mean you don't move forward? And there's a lot of people who receive grace and they came to a certain place. It's, we could write a hymn about that. It rhymes. But then they don't go f forward anymore. And that kind of kills grace. Mm -hmm. It stunts it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that it fails if, if I come into a class and I'm a student there and I don't grasp the topic I fail mm -hmm. so if if you come into a place and you're not gonna go forward from it then you fail but telling somebody that is who doesn't want to hear it they're just gonna throw all kinds of ecclesi ecclesiology at you yeah I, I think it's I, I love the way that the spirit just really unifies us and I mean the thought that I'm over here and I'm pursuing this understanding this this measure of understanding and really prophetically like investing in Lord what are you trying to show us and what is this breakthrough into deeper understanding and looking at these passages in Matthew and in Mark that speak about the parables and about how, you know, lest they understand and and convert and be saved, you know, all those kinds of things. But the the foundational principle of, at least for me anyway, was just sowing into that prophetically and partnering with the Lord and believing that we as saints are stepping into a deeper measure of understanding and of 
just the why and how of the things, the insights that God is showing us. I think that's so critical. But at the same time, you're overlapping it with, look, here's a parable that is a rhema word for us. I'm sowing into the saints coming into that deeper understanding of, of just grasping that rhema and you're bringing the rhema. And I, I just think that's to me, it's like if, if, if I were to serve prophetically in that life bringing seed to come forth, that is just a wonderful example of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love how the Lord does that. Because, I mean, the, what you brought on Sunday, we need to understand that. And we, underst- we need to understand what that means for us and how we move forward in that. That's critical for us. It's not just another revelation that you write in a book that maybe you speak at the seminar and then we move on to something new. This is something that is applicable and it calls us to function and to apply. And, and it's just really important. So, yeah, yeah it's good. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit more. I mean that that is interesting um, in that teaching in Mark four, where that not understanding and the whole the whole essence of that measure of understanding is to come together and to form something in a broader and stronger way through the coming together. And I was just cross referencing. It and, and in um, throughout the Greek language, if they ever had two rivers that came together to form, like my hometown mm-hmm. of Pittsburgh, and, an, and a rivers. bigger river comes, uh-huh. that's the word they use to talk about the coming together of those two to form something stronger and bigger. And the whole essence, that's redundant, the essence of what Jesus was saying there was here's how you really produce fruit. This is what you do through the coming together. And what he was saying, people see and don't understand and hear and they don't understand. It was that they would not come together and actually do something with it, which is what you were just saying. Where's the grace? Where's the cross? Not not really putting together what grace really is or what the cross really is. And... Um, and, and in light of that, our seminar next month is the feast where the people are told to come together and to do, focus on, well, throughout the year, three things, which is that threefold thing, the 30, 60, and 100. You think about that. that that's just, I was meditating on that at like 3 in the morning today, which was fine but um, you you recognize what how you've been bought and paid for and what your position is and then you you give your best you you are first fruits people you are moving in um, in that measure of of the in gathering and then you are ready to move forward in tabernacles to expand you know the whole measure of tabernacles is really gates but gates find their meaning from the throne which is the temple Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like i never thought of that before but really tabernacles and temples really are gates and and the throne because so, any gate, what good's a gate if it's not connected mm-hmm. to the king? And um, so we're coming together to understand mm-hmm. uh, in next month. And, you know, and then after I prayed a little bit, I was thinking about, Father, what do you tell us exactly what you want us to do with this captain's business and this more than the hand business and the gates business how how do you want us you referenced this a minute ago to tact tactfully deploy that through the through our network cohesively and i think you know that's something that he told us last month when we were walking through the seventh month he's going to show us 
in this month things that we need to do to facilitate breakthrough and specific tactics and so I think there's there's nothing wrong with <coughs> having a week where you process because we just came off like a march through that seventh month all of us and um, God is just really good to us isn't he yeah he is he really is so um, let's talk about the seminar we are we're standing in the gates right now declaring that this threat of enhanced restrictions again from a federal level will be stopped and that this Delta variant or whatever other kind, it sounds like a 70s sci-fi movie, the Delta variant. It's, it's just, to me, I'm not, I'm not um, in any way downplaying the potential of people to become ill. I'm not. But to me, the more I see of this, the more I see uh, um, Big Brother wanting to hold on to the control. Don't ever waste a crisis, you know. Mm-hmm. And like today, I was coming in. I was studying a bit at home before I came in. So I stopped by Whole Foods to fill up Katie's water bottles. And it was like I stepped back two months. I don't know if you've been up there in the, this week. To where? Whole Foods, uh-uh. everybody had masks on. I mean, it was like the finger snapped and they were all wearing their masks. And then you had people that came in, some of them who were liberal progressives, and they were all masks up and they were kind of giving the stink eye to the, the third of us who were Abbottonians or Governor Abbott, who said, look, I'm not wearing the mask now. I mean, I tolerated that. I'm not doing it. And it was really weird. So then I go over to whole to uh, C, uh, CVS because you know I love phar- uh, pharmacies. And you know they had a sign on the door: "The CDC is recommending that recommending that you wear a mask." Well, I wasn't wearing a mask, so I go in there, and all the workers are wearing a mask, and a couple of ne'er do wells are wearing masks, but the rest of us normal people weren't. We were all just smiling at each other and saying hi, and so. I'm just in agreement that, and we all need to take a stand, that this stuff, these restrictions go away, and this, whatever this, you know, I heard like Lindsey Graham was fully vaccinated, and he got COVID, and he's not, he said he's got very mild symptoms, and I hate that, I like him. I, I should hate it for people I don't like too, but, but you know, and I thought, God, you know, you said, gather the people. You said, this is the feast. You prophesy to us that this is what I'm going to do. And we're, we're coming together, but uh, it's just time. We need to, we need to be in full agreement that that whatever this recoil of the enemy is stops don't you agree oh i do i do i i I go in and out of it's really difficult for me to read the media which is not a big surprise i think to anyone for any of us but even to read the news because it is so heavy it's so heavily leaning towards uh, just one way one side and i this morning I read an article about how you know they say a third of the Delta variant is is in Texas and Florida, and I thought if that is not the enemy, I mean that is just such the enemy, and that's just the enemy's news. And I just rebuke. I mean, not that I'm not realizing that I know that this Delta variant is everywhere and it is affecting people, but the Lord just spoke to me and He said, "You need to believe in the perfect design." of the human body that I created and believe in who I am in you and it was just, it just kind of like reset my perspective to believe in 
I'm not denying that it's a real thing, but to believe in the the immune system and the way that our body was designed to fight these kinds of things, especially, I don't know. And so... Well, you know, I, I think, as you said, I think it's very interesting that you said Florida and Texas because <laughs> for many reasons. And um, Well, we have the two most conservative governors yeah. that have protected our freedom, like what you were talking about earlier, which I really, really do appreciate. But it is a, such a spiritual battle for that freedom. And right. so they're heavily like, I'm not denying the statistics i don't know but well you, we both know the statistics can be manipulated i think one of the things that's affecting us and it's not the main reason is that we have hundreds of thousands of people crossing over yeah, our border from all over the world and many of them are sick and yeah. coughing and spewing and then yeah. you know but again i feel badly for the people who don't who aren't walking in purpose before the father because they are as those who have no hope. And you could just see, like I could just see today, I stepped in those doors and I could see the fear on people it's, it is fear. again. And I thought, no, this is not acceptable. You know, we all tolerated and lived through this. And I do believe, and this can be taken with a really good grain of salt, that for, for, for a lot of reasons, God allowed what we faced over the past year. He didn't create it, but he allowed it. And we could list many ways that we have become strengthened and informed because of the impact of this goofy thing around the world. But it's so often the case with, with the enemy, you know, he, when he's put out, he, he, the scripture says he comes back to see the place he thinks is his. And we need to take a stand and say, you know, we've, we've endured, we've overcome. We are positioned to move forward now. This place is clean, filled, and garnished. And you will not reassert yourself here. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting moment in that regard. And I think that all of us as saints need to, um, need to recognize that position of authority as we're, we're ready to move forward. Um, the other thing that I felt we needed to mention is that tomorrow is Pastor Larry's birthday. He is, I'm not going to say how old he's going to be, but he's entered into the realm of the septuagenarians. And really? that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say how old he is, but I'm just saying he's entered into the realm of the septuagenarians. And I understood, a little bird that lives in my house told me that he and Zach went out on this, I don't know what kind of a boat it is, but it's got a glass bottom at night so you could see the... the it's called a glass bottom it, it, boat. Well, but at night so that you could see the, I think it was a catamaran or something. Mm. So you could see the, the effervescence of creatures under the sea at night, mm -hmm. which I think would be really neat. I, we'll have to... Of course, your your phone's going to go overloaded now with texts telling about various stories of that. But um, I apologize for that. So just, just gird up your hatches because here it comes. But happy birthday, Pastor Larry. Mm. Uh, I would sing, but it's not quite your birthday yet. I would assume that your birthday is going to have maybe some lemon pie, maybe some garlic burgers thrown in. Not into the lemon pie, but, you know part of the festivities who knows what the floridians do on birthday celebrations they could go down to the beach and set off fireworks who knows we should have video of that we could post it on our website 
So once again, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Pastor Larry. You don't look a day over 30. Maybe a couple days over 30. <laughs> just like, oh, my goodness. Young. It's that, remember when we went to um, St. Augustine and we took sips out of that fountain of youth? Yeah, the fountain of youth. And they had that <clears throat> statue of that big Indian guy, that seven-foot Indian guy. I think, I think Pastor Larry's been drinking out of that fountain for, for a while now. They have probably found some special filter and some oils that you could put there that recreate that water from St. Augustine. What do you think? Um, that was, uh, it's, you know, it's such a blessing. You know, yesterday I was doing the, the Brazilian broadcast, and can you imagine I was telling Monica earlier that it's, it was 37 degrees down there. Listen, I, when I saw Pastor Luciano on on Saturday, and he walked up, he walked in and sat down in that gigantic down coat. Oh my goodness! I thought, wait, what world am I in? Because my my remembrance of Brazil was, it was so hot, and I so many times this summer here in Texas, I have, I've likened the heat to being in Brazil. <laughs> he walked in, he had that. He looked like the Michelin Man. That big down coat. And I thought, wait, this is like the twilight zone. But sure enough, it's winter there, well, and he, they said it was 40 degrees. Well, he said he bought that coat in Dallas. And um, I uh, I think maybe we need to start making plans to go there in the summer here and enter back into winter during... Uh, of course, I can't really complain about the weather here. We've had a wonderful summer had lots of rain you know they were trying to stick us with a forecast of a whole string of 100 degree days and somehow god said nope that's not happening and we had nice rain on sunday which on sunday it always blesses me when we can keep the temperature in the 80s because that's a whole lot less expensive to cool this big building but yesterday was really delightful weather wise so um but i do think that I'm not saying thus says the Lord, but I think we're going to make some some plans to go down there <laughs> in the cooler weather. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, the reason I said that was that I, I happened to mention and was talking to Anna, who's really learning how to translate. She's, she's a real gift, a really precious gift to all of us. And uh, Yawali and I said, you know what? I said, Wednesday is Pastor Larry's birthday. And Yawali said, oh, he said, is he, is he 50? So there you go, Pastor Larry. And um, you, you, you really have uh, preserved well, I guess. Preserved well. Um, you're, you're, a, you're a regular Methuselah. You're like an Abraham. You uh, you just keep walking. Oh no, that, the better one would be like Caleb. You know, I'm 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 this I, I'm I'm a whole lot older than Pastor Larry, but I I'm just as strong as I was when I was forty. So all of that being said, happy birthday, and all the saints say Amen. Amen. And we speak blessing not only over you but your whole family and your your church and you know we're so grateful that god is moving in in robin and strengthening her in fact she texted me a little while ago and said you know i'm gonna come on when you're finished and navigate this new equipment and send it over to wherever they send it and um, so we continue to bless all of you yeah, it's good. it's been good to um, to hear reports from Robin and and just recently, just over this last number of days, just the revelation that the Lord has made available to her, just about really the root of what's causing this havoc in her body, and it just is really helping her to be able to overcome it. And um, I love that because. 
It's one thing to fight something like cancer. It's another thing to to understand what the underlying root is so that you can address that and and be well. Um, so I'm really thankful that she's she's getting some clarity as to what's really going on and what's caused all of this and she can really get her body back aligned physically from the inside and overcome this. She's going to come out just stronger and healthier. I just know it. She's a man. She is a champion and I'm just so proud of her. She's a champion of faith. So, what Robin, are we gonna What are we gonna do with the new and improved Robin? I don't know. I mean, she's, gonna... she's been so effective to this point. I don't know, man. We have to step up our game just to be able to keep <laughs> up with her. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I am. I'm so. I'm speaking on behalf of a perspective over what God is desiring to do through all of us as saints. And I, I just want to say a very heartfelt thank you to all the saints for walking together in that seventh month all of us together in the way that we that we were able to do and uh, you could you could feel the continuity and the <clears throat> the cohesion of so so many committed saints um you know i again i i'm just we're just giving reports here and i i i'm sorry that i was up here alone it's just the virtue of the thing on Monday. Um, if you're if you're just speaking a message, you don't really have a committee. But well, I was talking to Luke and Sylvie about their last last week, and they were down in Antibes, and they got to spend time with uh, Julia and the, the prayer group down there, and just to hear their enthusiasm and their gratefulness to God for being able to be together with committed saints and we don't we don't, we don't have the privilege of seeing these folks every day but it's it's a blessing to hear reports from the from the various touch points of the kingdom around the world and um, we're so blessed to hear that and then you know we got reports that from Switzerland that Olivia Zafus, hello Olivia you're probably listening was given the opportunity to teach a group of folks about proscuneo and then they were able to pray together that is that is such a that's such a blessing isn't it oh totally I I inquired with Olivia because I I know she had this second session where she taught about proscuneo Proskineo intercession, and she said it went really well on Saturday. That was on Saturday, and I inquired as to who these people were, <clears throat> and she said there's one man that is actually responsible and over intercession for Geneva, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think that's amazing, and he's the one that actually asked for the class, asked for the teaching, for her to teach the intercessors that he. <clears throat> coordinates to pray for the um, for Geneva and then she said the other gentleman is responsible for the youth in Geneva and she works with him in those children's camps you know she does ministry with those children's camps and it's quite a it's quite a big deal there but um, they're all very invested in intercession on behalf of Geneva and on behalf of Switzerland and they pray together every week and I, that the Lord would open a door for Olivia Zafus to be able to go in and, and bring these biblical truths and these applications for these people that have a heart to pray. Um, they all really have a hunger to grow in intercession. And is that not just like a seed 
that oh, yeah. it could become so fruitful. And, you know, it's just so interesting to me because we've sown a lot into Switzerland and we love that nation. We love, we love the saints there. But God just never does things the way that we expect him to. No. And it's just, we just have to really just have our perspective just open to the creative way that God wants to, to plant these seeds and to impart and to really bring this message into um, these camps of intercession. And he's going to do it. And, and I, I'm just really proud of her and I'm just really thankful that she has really she's she's bold and she's put herself out there and i know that that's that's not always easy but she's got the goods i mean dynamite comes in small packages she's <laughs> 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 uh, like a little stick of dynamite well we we all declare a covering over her yes and a a surrounding of the angelic uh, and absolutely the the nuach of the presence of God that causes the enemy to shake in terror and as you said we have I don't know how many ways that the, the, the father has led us into Switzerland how many groups of people how many, you know, you remember, it was in Switzerland that God divested to us Brazil. Mm-hmm. You remember that. Yeah. And that on that one trip, I mean, we, we ministered in a Cuban church in that beautiful facility. We ministered in, in places that touched all so many regions in South America and we met people that were hungry for the word from I don't know how many nations in South America and then through that connective and through that intercession God opened the door into that uh, the amazing door into the continent but I don't know how many waves that we we were privileged to visit and, and minister and God did some good things but it it just seemed like we were we were on the beachhead fighting for a foothold and and now then we went into somewhat of a season where we were kind of restricted from going there and in that pause moment, God began to use an open door for Olivia to to participate in the things that God has given her to do. And so we speak blessing over that area in Switzerland and what it represents. And we believe for the Father to do what he has ordained to do. But Lord, just cover her and in a, and even you know I don't know if Eureka is is involved there or not but that God would preserve that young girl from Peru who has a real heart for for God um, and we could mention a lot of other people but just this touch point of teaching to these leaders we put a covering over that and and where the bible says the enemy comes in where the word is sown and tries to steal the seed we just put the enemy to flight we put a we put a hedge around the seed that he will not be able to get in yeah. and um um and we we pray that god would raise up his captains there and then that would set the stage for the miraculous and that it would really begin to manifest what the gate is amen i was thinking about that 3306000 business and it, it fits in so many ways but like where god met with jacob elohim there in in bethel and god was commissioning him for what 
he was really called to be and to do. And and then that ladder going up represents a journey, but at the top you had the fulfillment of the plan of Yahweh, which really represents the gate or or the governance of the kingdom. And you know, our, the teaching that God gave about us being pillars in his temple. I, I, be, I believe that God has already begun to deal with a number of his saints in a measure promotion to function there in, in the heavens and to open up those gates. Um, because we, we need them anyway there's a lot of good things happening but let's just continue to believe that throughout this month we will be specifically led individually and as a movement and that obstacles and hindrances and things that might engender trepidation in those considering coming that those things would be vanquished. You know, we're only talking around a month now. I mean, certainly our Father could stop this recoil of the enemy and provide a, a clear path. This mountain has to be removed. This this mountain that would stand in the way of the plan of God. We, we command it to be removed. Mm. Uh, you know, I was, I think, I don't know about this. I'll just toss this out. Just kind of an interesting thing. That with the many ways over the years that God has uh, really manifested miracles in regard to the coming of rain and the breaking of drought and the changing of atmospheres. It's not, it, this would be wonderful if this was all it was, an understanding of the principle of that in the scripture and to, to grasp it theoretically, but we have seen it on many, many occasions around the world. And so yesterday morning, I drove in here in, in a rainstorm, and I was really thankful for that. But when I got here and, and came into the place of prayer, it was still dark. And I felt the Lord say, you, you need to study about rain. And I thought, okay. And when I when I started studying about it, I noticed by the Spirit that there are so many different words used to describe rain, each of them with different factors and and what they achieve when they're released in the spirit realm. And I started I I just went through it all and just absorbed it and then I knew I needed to go back and start doing the hard work of listing it all out and I don't know whether this will be a teaching sometime in August or whether it will be provided just at the seminar which I'm thinking more that's what's going to be but if God as God has given Every intercessor, that gift, the voices, thunders, lightnings, earthquakes, the former and the latter, and the various dimensions of rain, um, as God has given that to intercessors, but he's also miraculously used this in his saints as we've gone around the world. And you read in the book of Revelation how it's very similar to what Elijah did where they, they, they're given power to shut, off hev shut up heaven that there be no rain. And then subsequently, if you've got that power, you can open it too. Um, 
I believe the Spirit is, is going to be showing us nuances of when God answers with rain, scripturally, what does that mean? What, what does this type of rain, how it comes, what does that mean biblically and spiritually? And, and I believe we're going to be able, through the, through the Spirit, to know what this sign means. And as it's happening, we can be like Peter said, this is that. What means this? Well, we're going to make declaration here, and we're calling forth this and this and this. We asked for a couple weeks ago. What's wonderful to see the drought break. It's wonderful to see the hills and the valleys in Arizona now that were as dry as a bone now springing forth. The streams are flowing. Beautiful little flowers are growing all over the place. What does that mean spiritually? And, and here's the one other weird thing. There's an obscure verse that I came on yesterday that talked about how God rained fire on certain seas and oceans and dried them up. And when I read that, immediately I thought of the various places around the world where this used to be an ocean. And it wasn't just the break after Noah's, you know, after Noah landed and and um, and then the Tower of Babel when the tongues were diver- divested and God split the people. It wasn't just that. There, I believe there are places that are spiritual, spiritual resources. I think Arizona is one of them, and. Um, the reason that there's so many resources there is that it used to be a point of plentifulness and God judged that due to the enemy and he rained fire down on it. But that, that scripture just really stunned me and I, and I thought, okay, obviously God did that, but what does that mean for us in warfare now? What does that mean? And, and that may be why there's so many enemy influences there. Um, why would the enemy want to set up an outpost in the, in the, in the desert? So, anyway, these are just tactical things from the Word that God's trying to show us. And if we really are to be preparing the way of the Lord and turning the desert place into a fruitful valley... And that's what the scripture says. Um, could not it also mean the wells? You mentioned the wells earlier. The wells of our father are there. The enemy used them. There was judgment. He, and, and could it not be spring up a well spiritually? I, I just think it's interesting. I mean, and the only reason this has bearing for us other than the fact that it's in the Word, is that we've been living this, and we've seen the hand of the Lord teach us and, and actually manifest miracles in this way. So if he now, in this unprecedented season of advancement, is going to show us, okay, you've done now you're going to teach here's where it is in the scripture here are the dimensions if if i send this kind of rain this is what it means and here it is line upon line in the word and i'm going to send you to a place over here that i rained fire down on but there are resources there for the kingdom and i'm going to send you in there to access them into the heart of the place that i judge the enemy I think that is magnificent. Don't you? Absolutely. So. I, I mean, I'm sorry to go back to this, but. I mean, I, I know that I talked about Issachar on Sunday. And I so strongly believe that, you know, in studying about that tribe. 
when you read about it and they talk about how when there were signs and wonders in the heavens or in the atmospheres they knew what it meant and what to do and they didn't have the old testament they didn't have you know they didn't have a, you know they they didn't have what we have to be able to to glean time and and the way that we do and I, I love that about it because it's like going straight to the source. It's going straight to the source to understand the design of this earth and the atmospheres and and all that this earth is and, and reading into that, but also being so tapped into the Lord that when those things happen, they knew what to do and they knew how to lead those tribes in in the battle and whatever they were supposed to do and I I so strongly believe that that a big part of that is that Issachar anointing and I just you know as many times as we've talked about that and claimed that and I believe for that I just feel like there's an outpouring of that for us mm -hmm. and it's not just so that we know what to do it's so that we can be a voice <laughs> on this earth beyond what we even can even imagine yeah governmentally i mean I, I just feel like there's just there's something there for us and that's so exciting to me yeah and and, and i think that's that's absolutely right on and as as god continues to develop that capacity we need to also then believe for um, Zebulun yeah. to come alongside yeah. those ones that are expert in war who are not of double mind I mean we gotta underline that thing Yeah. what were they between Zebulun and what was on the other side um, was it Asher yeah maybe Asher I just remember you likened it because to, they were the shield bearers you likened it to homeland security and um really basically the military that would train train them and develop them and prepare them for battle but well and i think that's one of the reasons one of the ways the enemy has subtly attacked us yeah. is to try to discredit the insights from his word that god has given you know and we're told well that's not scriptural or you know i can hear from god too or there are 50 other different words out there and yeah every one of them it's kind of like i don't want to go let me read i'm not going to i'm not going down the trail i was going to go on but you know well i will say this no i won't because it it leads us down a pathway that it makes perfect sense but i'm not going to say it but we need to know what God is saying and, and it's not just through learning in by study. No. It's through his assignment and his revelation and his timing. Totally. Totally. And which is what God has taught us. I mean through that rev through that relationship, through being positioned and standing in the gap and being committed and devoted to yeah, his plan it's amazing well it is a privilege to be able to walk this path with all of you now we we don't have a special uh, directive for Wednesday but we do have first Saturday which is coming up this just in a couple of days and really what our what our emphasis is coming off the heels of the seventh month with the progressive revelation that God gave not only in this house but in other powerful places in the Saints Network um, that that measure of partnership and insight demands a somewhat of a sabbatical somewhat of a meditation and so 
we're going to devote this Saturday to remembering what God has brought us through to this point, what he's told us, and we need to submit ourselves, thankfully, with great appreciation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that sets the stage for, for where, where we go next. It really is the privilege of sons to do that, which is why David loved to meditate on the word. And um, it's why that's built into the progression of God's seven spirits, that Sabbath time where you reflect on what God has done and you submit yourself to him and his holiness and you look forward to what's coming. Um, so there will be a directive sent out soon and I appreciate so much Monica getting that ready and um, it really is a prophetic release. And to all of you who will be joining in, in prayer this weekend, God bless you. Is there anything you wanted to say about that? No, just be faithful and recognize that these assignments on first Saturday are, these are really they're directed and they're really to me like a commandment from our Father. And just just be obedient to that and expectant for the Lord to not only meet us in intercession but to speak to us he that has an ear let him hear and he is wanting to speak to us we need to hear we really need to hear our ears need to be open so amen you know and and again I was thinking today you know Jesus said that over and over again he that has an ear let him hear and it really is a signpost hey Mark this place. There's something deeper here than what meets the, the than what meets the ear. But I but I think you could just as easily. I'm not adding to the scripture. You could just as easily say, "He that has an eye, let him see." And go yeah, ahead. It's funny because in studying the Old Testament prophets, I always was mystified by the fact that they would say that I would hear what the Lord or what I would see what the Lord was saying. You know, they would always like combine the hearing and the seeing, that I would see what he would say to me mm-hmm. or hear what he would show me. And it's just it's just so interesting how he created us in that way to be able to perceive using the, um, what are they called? Senses that we have yeah. to be able to um, to perceive. Well, even that one well-known verse which says that they eared the ground. Um, What does that mean? But you think about it, though. Um, You hear the word, which is, you know, when you're with somebody on the journey, you, and I'm guilty of this, um, there's there's a measure where you need to hear communication is the bond of of love and it's not so much the seeing if you base love on what you see that's not going to last very long but if you hear commands and instruction hear my child the instruction I give to you that you hear that but the seeing is a part of the partnership of his ways its direction and um, it's being able to interpret vision so you have those two things that do really work together mm-hmm. but if you see and you're led and you hear the commune and the teaching and the word that's why the word is so precious because it 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 means that you you're being instructed and blessed are those who have not seen but they've begun with belief you know we said this 
and, and it really is true, that w when we began to intercede, when we were on our face before God, praying in diversities of tongues, waiting on him, that had an incredible effect on our seer's giftings. And it's just like the light switch went on. And, and it's like there's, you're right, there is a definitive connection between hearing and seeing. They're not two separate things, even though they are. But the most important thing is to hear and believe. But that sets the stage for being able to see. Anyway. That's good. Well, I'm so glad we had this time together. We've gone past now the hour. Sure has been nice talking with you. We hope you all come back again next week when we sit down here in this holy chair and Y'all come back now. Here. Thanks. Um, we look forward to praying together Saturday. And I don't know what we'll share tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live. But I'm, I'm just as uh, expectant to hear that as, as you are. <laughs> or maybe more. <laughs> I, better, I, I better be excited to hear from the Lord. Which I am. But... God bless you all. We appreciate you, and um, we speak blessing over you. Uh, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>